Daily podcast. I am hoping Mike's Daily Podcast that you are doing well today. I guess you're well enough to listen to this podcast, so that's good. Yay! It's FF episode 2753. I say to you, I don't know what to do with the beginning of this podcast except this is news. Uh, DeSantis is dismantled, no more Mike's. Daily podcast. No more DeSantis. He's dis gone, dis dis disconnected from Mike's the whole election daily process podcast, which you probably heard. Yeah. Let's see. This is what the news story said from ABC News. Um, he's ending his 2024 Republican presidential campaign after failing to overtake rival Donald Trump in polling or in the early vote. The writing was on the wall back when Fox News did some kind of live from a Greasy Spoon in Florida, where I guess that that there in Florida is your four your what is it your your food groups all your food groups can be had at a greasy spoon in florida that's all you need is to eat there and you'll be healthy and then no you won't be healthy but that's a lot of people like to hang out that although i never did when i went to florida i would always try and find a place that sold some kind of fish and then i get it fried interestingly enough when you get fish and chips it really doesn't matter what the fish is. At that point, it's been fried. You, you could be eating any. You could be eating an expensive fish or a cheap fish. It doesn't matter. It's fried, and at that point, that's really not good for you anymore. But that is what I discovered in Florida. I did not meet the governor when I was in Florida. But DeSantis, he is just going to stick with being the governor in Florida. And here's today's podcast picture. For now. The podcast picture is not of DeSantis, thankfully, but it is of the beautiful town of Pleasanton and the clouds are acting all kinds of weirdness. And there is that happening in the Podcastro Valleyton area of the East Bay. And you can see that cool picture and all my cool stuff. Ooh, and I got other interesting things at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com, including pictures of the late great Baz the Boxer. What a fantastic dog. And there is a new uh, playlist that you can play. You can click, click on it and listen to music that I have found from decades ago to recent songs that you're not hearing on the radio. And you need to hear because it's a, it's a welcome change from everything you're hearing on the radio. So check that out at mikesdailypodcast.com. Now, DeSantis made the announcement in a video posted to social media Sunday with less than 48 hours until voting in New Hampshire's primary, the second state in the nominating race. And he did okay in Iowa in that he came in second. He beat Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley is thinking she's going to be able to overtake Trump with this here upcoming New Hampshire primary. We'll see if that happens, but I'm hearing lots and lots of Haley on the air. But 
We don't have a clear path to victory, DeSantis said in the video, which was filmed in the lovely state of Florida. He then endorsed Trump, a primary opponent whom he has increasingly criticized on the trail. That is interesting because you would not think with all the times Trump called him desanctimonious that there would be any good blood between the two. But he has just jumped right into it. He wants the Republicans to win. He says, it's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voter voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. Oh, and back at that Greasy Spoon Diner. Fair and unbalanced. Fox News. This was months ago, probably even a year ago, because we've had to endure a year of DeSantis campaign trail. First it was all that time Is he, won't he, will he, won't he And we waited and waited and knew that he would And then he did And then it was just <sighs> When he did Just not out of the gate Very good So he Then there in the Diner DeSantis wasn't at the diner But it was Fox News And a bunch of Floridians Sitting in the diner and the host asked, hey, who here is a DeSantis fan? And one hand in this entire diner serving delicious, horrible food uh, is uh, raised their hand. And that, that's when I went, oh, okay. That's the deal. They're not that uh, excited about him. So, and he changed, you know, you remember he, he fired people. People left his campaign couple months back he's had all kinds of problems so now it's done he says uh, it's clear to me the majority of primary Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance while I've had disagreements with Donald Trump such as the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci Trump is superior to the current incumbent Joe Biden that is clear I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee and I will honor that pledge well there you go so that's why he had to do it out of the gate. Trump now faces only one remaining notable challenger for the GOP nomination. That would be Nikki Haley, who was his former US, uh, UN ambassador. Haley has her best chance at beating Trump in New Hampshire on Tuesday. If she beats him. Might rip someone a new one. Oh, gosh. I want her to beat him. And I'll tell you why. I am so fascinated by that timeline. <laughs> we live in this world of Oh, multiverses happen Yeah, no they don't It's all over the That's all that uh, sci-fi writers can write about Are multiverses and different dimensions and all that Because they're on a kick But no It is uh, It is That timeline would be very interesting to me Chances are she won't From what I've seen Chances are it's 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 over for her It's like Seth Meyers said All those debates Oh gosh And all the money spent All the money spent With all of those campaigns All those people that were up On the stage Debating When was the first debate? Back during the summer All those people They're gone They're gonna be gone Very soon All the money that was back behind them all the Republicans that don't like Trump 
putting money into these other candidates, hoping that they're going to beat him. As we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton, the last place on earth. And then all the time spent and all the chit chat and chatter that you saw on the news about all those candidates that are just going to, it was just wasted, just wasted time. And remember, Trump never, ever debated them. I've been alive 55 years And in all that time I cannot remember a single presidential candidate That was not the incumbent Who was running for office Who did not have to debate other people Trying to also campaign And and get the presidential ticket Get on the ticket And and be the you know the Republican or Democrat pick, but there has never been a time where there have that I've known of where the 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 one that's a, <laughs> one of them just says nope I'm not going to debate, and the one that says nope I'm not going to debate ends up being the one that wins. That's fascinating to me. But as one election guy, campaign person, who this is what they do for a living is help politicians campaign and win elections he said Trump is running like an incumbent it's like he never lost the 2020 uh, election and in his mind of course he did not lose the 2020 election and in a lot of his followers minds he didn't win it was all a sham some kind of fantastic mass conspiracy the Micropedia Insanica it's pretty interesting. All those voting, those voting companies, those voting machine companies hate Trump and they didn't want him to win. So they conspired to make sure that he lost. That's what happened. Even though every election since then has run fine. And I cannot even wrap my mind around why people. Th- and, and, and then Fox News gets sued by one of the election Companies, the election, uh, the voting machine companies, and Fox loses big time. They owe billions of dollars for the defamation. And people get fired like Tucker Carlson. And it's just, why do you, you it's, it, there's a simple answer when you look at something. It's not complex, it's just that there was a sore loser involved. That couldn't say he lost Could not Like every single president Before him who lose The whiny white man Wine list Every single (laughs) Every single president Before him They would do their concession speech And they'd call and they'd congratulate the winner Well Trump never did that Which is a horrible example To the kids today If you lose a soccer game out on the field, you don't, you know, do that thing that where they go by and they shake each other's hands. No, you just, uh, I actually won that. This is all rigged. This is all unfair. And here's the president of the United States, a sore loser. Wow. Well, the timeline that I'm thinking of probably won't happen. But if it does, it'll be very interesting if Nikki Haley wins. I just, I can't. Don't call me a Democrat Don't call me a Republican But I do not like sore losers But if you get offended That's the way the cookie crumbles no. 
That's what everyone's talking about. Or not. Maybe they're talking about Reese Witherspoon and her fantastic new snow recipe. No, not cocaine. What's the cliche of the week? 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 She took snow off of the top of her car. This according to The Hollywood Reporter. She did like a TikTok video, which is always full of great advice, TikTok. Dang, always getting people to do really smart things. What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliche of the week? As in, you know, TikTok is t- telling people to do horrible, these TikTok crazes, these t- TikTok challenges, whatever you want to call them, end up being very detrimental to people. But she shared a video of her making what is called a snow salt chocachino. In the footage, she scooped up a snow, uh, some snow into a coffee mug. Oh, she took the coffee mugs, scooped up the snow. Everybody make some noise! Bringing to you live from Podcaster Valley Mont <laughs> Mike's Daily Podcast, which appeared to have accumulated on a car, and then added salted caramel syrup, chocolate syrup, and cold brew on top. She said, "Okay, so we've had a ton of snow over the past few days. We decided to make a recipe. Oh my gosh, it's so good!" But after she posted the video, some fans quickly took to her comment section to express concern about whether snow is safe to eat. One person wrote, no, 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 snow is not made to eat. You can get seriously sick. And someone else said, fallen snow can be very dirty from the air and wind, but who cares? You only live once. I remember eating snow as a kid. Well, Reese Witherspoon declined to live by the motto, or she decided to live by the motto, you only live once. In a follow-up video, she said, okay, so we're kind of in a category of you only live once and it snows maybe once a year here. I don't know. I also want to say something. It was delicious. It was so good. Well, there. That is... Just take everything you see on you on TikTok with a grain of salt. Which... In England, they don't say that expression that way. They say, take it with a pinch of salt. Mike's absolutely useless review. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. The British created on BritBox and a BritBox original. There's a documentary about Cary Grant. I had no idea. Oh, it's not a documentary. It is a drama. It is... A like a four episode miniseries about Cary Grant's life basically but particularly his marriage to Diane Cannon and the daughter they had he didn't want to have kids he had been married three times by the time he got married to Diane Cannon he didn't want to get married again because he had failed three times in, in love he said so he with Diane Cannon she wanted to get married and he didn't want to lose her so he married her and they had a daughter and then Diane Cannon and him got divorced but he stayed in touch with the daughter he wrote he helped raise the daughter 
And he passed away in 1986, I didn't realize. He had a stroke. And then, interestingly enough, um, she later on became a producer and worked with ITV to create this miniseries about him. Diane, based on a book that her mom wrote, Diane Cannon wrote a book about being married to Cary Grant. And it's fascinating because it's called Archie because Cary Grant's real name was Archie Lear, Le- uh, Leach, Archie Leach. And some of the dialogue is ridiculous, but, <laughs> and then seeing, uh, I forget the, the actor's name, Jacob something, and he does an amazing job. He sounds just, and it, it, uh, um, Cary Grant accent was so bizarre. He had said that he was from Wisconsin, but it came out that he was really from Bristol, England. But his accent was so unique. Awesome. And of course, he got so popular from those Alfred Hitchcock movies. And well, he was just a well-known guy back in the, uh, well, even from the 30s. He was in a Mae West movie, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. By the 80s, he was in his 80s and he was doing these lectures where he'd get up and take any question from the audience. But yes, that was, it's funny because there's a lot of British actors in this and they're all trying to do American accents. Some do better than others. Uh, but yeah, if you were interested in Cary Grant, Diane Cannon, a lot of people may not remember who she was. The one thing I remember she did fairly recently, and by fairly, I mean 1990s, was she was a, she played a judge on the TV show, Ally McBeal. And I remember her being in a Inspector Clouseau movie, but she was really big in the 60s, so. It's an interesting, it's, uh, it's up now, it was just released a few weeks ago, so. Watched that last night. We we blew through all four episodes last night. I think we started about six o'clock, ended by ten. Pretty interesting. And let's just say he ate a lot of hamburgers. The news bleed section. But all these British actors that my lovely lady friend and I are used to seeing because we subscribe to both BritBox and Acorn TV and PBS Masterpiece, so we are very familiar with a lot of those British actors. Outside of Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Well, I was going to get to all kinds of... Well, I guess we did some political stuff already. Maybe we'll get to this other stuff later. But it is interesting. This was pointed out by the Daily Wire that the combined net worth of the most prominent billionaires in the United States would not be enough to pay a single year's interest payment on America's ballooning national debt which currently stands at an astonishing $34 trillion. News random. And yes, we have a Democrat president. And yes, it's typically the thing to do to blame a president who is a Democrat that, is, that they're going to keep the debt, raising the debt even more. Look at our very own Gavin Newsom governor, de- Democrat governor. He has increase the debt but the combined net worth of some of America's most prominent billionaires and oh don't forget Trump did add to the debt as well the combined net worth of some of the America's most prominent billionaires 
adds up to approximately $726 billion. Meanwhile, the net interest of our national debt is currently at $730 billion. Matthews News. Dwarfing the sum for previous years. So, yeah, if we taxed all the big millionaires, it'd be 726, but we have a debt, the interest uh, debt payment is 730 billion. So we missed it by 4 billion. Oh well. The, this includes billionaires like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Mark Cuban, Ray Dalio, and George Soros. The comparison signifies that increased taxation suggested by Democrats isn't a viable path toward erasing the national debt, especially as interest payments pile up. And the United States collected $4.4 trillion in federal taxes last year. That is up from $419 trillion. So up about $2 trillion. Good for us. From the previous year, yet the debt increased by more than two trillion. Yo, the mic tip. So it's, uh, I guess we're in the ballpark. <laughs> we had uh, increased the taxes by two trillion and the debt increased by more than two trillion. Wow. And I am so, how am I able to understand some of this if I have no mathematical prowess at all? The national debt itself is also set to reach new heights in the next coming years, currently to reach a trajectory of over 46 trillion by 228. Oh, what's that? Let's see. Oh, to reach over 46, right now it's at 34 trillion. It's gonna go up to 46 trillion by 2028, I see. And that is that means that every American taxpayer would owe $300,000 in debt. Because uh, we're, each of us is going to be $300,000 in debt. If this debt continues. So, hey, let's pile on top of that. Reparations. <laughs> let's just add to the debt that some people will, more, will owe more than others. That's interesting. It's depressing. Don't think about it. Why did I bring it up? We're outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley, the last place on earth. You should just have a beer with a cat to forget about it, which is what I did in the last podcast picture, which you can see at mikesdailypodcast.com. But look who else is out here. Hi, Mike. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? That's a disgruntled field player. Tell you what, Mike. What? I'll tell you what. What? I don't want to owe all that money, so I'm going to leave. You're going to leave the United States? I'm going to leave. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to leave. Going to go somewhere like a nice island. There's Marlon Brando, Owen Island, and he died, so I'm going to just live on that island with Benita and her horse nearly. That's a wonderful idea. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. Here's some right now. Thank you. Oh. Mmm. That's so good. Drink it right now. I'll cut you. 
I did. I drank it. What'd you put in it? Snow. Snow. Oh. But not cocaine, right? Yeah, okay. That makes sense. All right. Hmm? You know, they used to put cocaine in coke. I th- just wanted to point that out while we were on the topic. Let us do... Uh, let's see. Which one? Which one? We'll do... Yeah, we'll start that off with the Let's Go Back with Matthews. Let's, let's go, go back, back with, with Matthews. Matthews. Life Grand. You might be asking, Mike, you are bizarre. You tend to talk into a microphone and things happen. Where did that all come from? When did that all start? Well, I'm glad you asked. Or I forced you to ask. But let me tell you that I've been in radio for over 35 years. And that means I have seen some things. I've played some music. I've interacted with some people. In fact, if we go back to almost 30 years ago. Let's say 1997 was 30 years ago, even though it was more like 26 or something. But let's go back in time to when... I was on a country radio station And in the late 90s 97 Country was Pretty big It had gotten really big in the early 90s Because of Garth Brooks And then by the late 90s You had the Dixie Chicks and Shania Twain Faith Hill So a lot of females were, Were doing the country thing And crossing over onto the pop charts And all And I was doing a request show, which I ended up doing for 11 years in Ventura County on Kayhay. And it was a show called the Santa Fe Cafe. And a lot of the characters that you hear on Mike's Daily Podcast here at Cafe Anyway were inspired from those characters. But back then, uh, some interesting things happened. We'd get some interesting calls and these kind of interactions, which I don't think you hear today on the radio much anymore. You don't hear many callers. You don't. It, it depends. You know who has really taken up the mantle with the interacting with caller type thing? Of course, you got the talk radio and people calling in. I can't stand Trump. I can't stand Biden. I think the laptop was a fake. All that stuff. But you also get like the interactions on the dance stations, stations playing hip hop, playing R&B. Playing dance music That's where you'll hear people call in And you hear some interesting things Especially when they do a contest And hey you won Oh my gosh And of course morning shows have Some phone call interaction But here's what was going on About 26 or so years ago In Ventura County And on the radio There on Kayhay In the wonderful country listeners That used to call in MTV News. You hear it first. I just want to just thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is great. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. I like your best song. My head's exploding! What song? (laughs) Garth Brooks, Two of a Kind. Working on a full house, and who's that going out to? My niece, Danielle. Oh, is she a big Garth fan? Yeah, because of me. Where are you calling from? Santa Paula. All right, tell me your exes. Uh, my last ex thought he was a 
Let's see, Rambo, Commando, and the guy from Mission Impossible rolled into one. But you, that turned you on, didn't it? It got old. <laughs> Morning. I'll be looking at it when they pull that gate. <laughs> and who's that going out to? That's going out to my brother Brad and all. All right. And and uh, so did I ask you already where you're calling from? No. Oh, where are you calling from? Ventura. Okay. Tell us about your ex. It's the X Files. Do you have an X file? You don't want to go there. Really? Oh, I'm real serious. Bad story, huh? Oh, played all my exes live in Texas considering that theme and then there's that really sad lonely violin at the end of Amarillo by Morning by George Strait any George Strait song just teleports me to Texas I'm in Texas now well I'm gonna get dinged by YouTube now if you I can request a song uh huh this ain't no thinking thing. Trace Atkins going That's out him. to Who's that going out to? That's going out to Danielle from Kevin. And where you come from? Demi Valley. All right. Anything you want to tell Danielle? Just tell her I love her. And so now it, we take you into the X-Files. Uh-oh. No X-Files for me. X, X-Files in, in, in your Simi Valley world. <laughs> That's no X-Files. Do you run into any X's in Simi? Not really. No? No. That's what you do. You carry on in Simi Valley. Simi Valley, by the way, Rodney King, Rodney King trial took place there. Mike Scavenger Hunt. And they filmed a lot of things. I guess some westerns in Simi Valley. I used to work pretty close to there in Thousand Oaks at KNJO. And I think I have something from there. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. Oh, by the way, the music that was playing underneath me there as I was talking to that guy, was Keith Urban. Before he went solo, he was with a band called The Ranch, and they did some amazing stuff. Uh, that, that was an instrumental they did. So, okay, this is from Santa Barbara, and we're going back even further in time. This is definitely over 30 years ago. Santa Barbara had a station where we played the top 40. It was called... Most Music 197, K-H-T-Y, as in hit. You hear the new music first on Most Music 197. That's brand new from U2. Even better than the real thing. The video to that song makes you dizzy. I gotta warn you, okay? We're working on a 50-minute music hour. My name is Mike Matthews with Color House and the Innocent Child on 197. With what? I vaguely remember that song. I was her lover, Sophie B. Hawkins. Very 
very nice looking lady on Most Music 197 taking a look at the weather. Sunny today with some high clouds. Well, it'll be sunny tomorrow too. High clouds, highs in the 70s. Tonight will be cloudy with lows in the 60s. Currently in Santa Barbara, it's 73. Don't forget Adam Curry tonight at 7 o'clock for counting down those top 30 songs, making it big here in the USA. It's Adam Curry on Most Music 197. Wow, now Adam Curry's got the No Agenda podcast, which I am addicted to with uh, that Dvorak guy. And they deconstruct media and they're fascinating and interesting. And oh, Sophie B. Hawkins, she's still doing great stuff. She still, she had some legal issues. I don't know if it was with a record label or there was something going on that she was in the news. But as far as I know, Sophie B. Hawkins is still making music. But yeah, I'm sure every single male DJ made that same comment that I did back when that song came out. But then she had that wonderful song, As I Lay Me Down to Sleep. That was a huge number one for her. And then there was the, I think this is the Thousand Oaks Station. Anyway, seven-mile round-trip hike from La Jolla Canyon to Magoo Peak tomorrow, meeting at 5 p.m. for carpooling at the Park and Ride lot on Thousand Oaks Boulevard at Wilbur Road. For more information, give us a call here at 92.7 FM. Our number is 496-8545. Robert Palmer's latest is on the way in a few minutes. Right now, it's a brand new one from Elton John. We'll be at Dodger Stadium with Eric Clapton and Curtis Steigers August 29th and 30th. This is the one. Yeah, that's KNJO. You like good things the easy way, then get instant Maxwell House coffee. So good. So good. True coffee flavor and fragrance because instant Maxwell House is not a so-called coffee product. It's all pure Maxwell House coffee. And instant oh, that's right. We used to play classic radio shows on KNJO because it used to have an AM station connected with it called Comedy Radio. KMDY. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. And that was Burns and Allen from 1948. Thank you for joining us for 92.7's Comedy Radio Classics. Join us again tomorrow night and every week night at 10 for a trip back to the golden days of radio. This is Mike Matthews for the new 92.7 FM. Ah, did you know, by the way, George Burns' agent ended up being Cary Grant's agent. That, according to that series that I watched last night, that mini-series. Okay, one last bit of Let's Go Back with Matthews. We're going way back to the 80s. Yes, to 1988. And I was already working for Y97. I had started out interning, and then they eventually gave me a shift on the overnight. But... I was also over at KCSB, which is UC Santa Barbara's radio station. And that is where I met a young Sean Hannity. The first radio shift he ever did was on KCSB. But I had a show called The Public Mic because I would go out with a microphone and I would talk to people. I'd talk to the public and I'd just find random people and then interview them. And at the end of the interview, I would ask them, what song would you like me to play? And then whatever it was, I would dig it up and play it. And KCSB had a huge library, huge, uh, it was all records. I think they had just a couple CDs at that point. But I would plow through all the records, all alphabetically, put organized, put in the racks, and I'd pull whatever it was, whatever the 
record was. Now, this is not the best quality. Right? And I sound like a complete doofus, but it was interesting. I was walking around Isla Vista, and this was also October of 1988. So this was Halloween, actually. I think I was either on Halloween or the night before. And Halloween... And in Isla Vista is notorious. There are, there, there's there been riots, there's been murders. Since I went to school there, I left in 1990, but there had been some bad, bad things that happened on Halloween. So bad, in fact, that Isla Vista police had to just shut down Isla Vista on Halloween. I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but it, it was nasty. Now, when I was there, though, in 1988, things were still relatively calm. And I was talking to some people. And one of the guys I was talking to, and you'll hear in this clip, when my cousin was visiting from Germany, uh, she met this guy. And they went on a couple of dates while she was visiting. And then she... Um, well, I don't know if she, kept, I think she kept in touch with him for a little while, but then they lost contact. I ran into him in 1988 and happened to have this microphone with me. So we talked and interesting side note, that same cousin, her daughter is going to come visit us, my lovely lady friend and I in about a month and she's bringing her actually a month from today and she's bringing her boyfriend with her. So this uh, maybe she's going to listen to this podcast and hear this, but here is the former date of her mom <laughs> who could have been potentially uh, her Anki, who you hear at the beginning of the podcast, say Mike's Daily Podcast. Uh, it could could have been her dad, but was not. So here we are going to listen to a little bit of that. When I was doing The Public Mike was the name of the show on KCBS Back in 1988. Buy a bag of apples and a he went to the grocery store and bought a bag of apples and razor blades on Halloween. What's interesting is that I had to, the only way I was able to record that was I had to get a small radio that could record. I put a cassette in it and I had to stick it in the dorms because that was the AM station for KCSB and the only way you could listen to it was in the dorm. So I had to find one of the the lobbies and talk to the guy that would check everyone's passes on the way in. I go, can I just leave my radio here and you hit record at, in about 30 minutes because I'm going to start my show? And he, he did. And he he didn't walk away with the tape so or the, the radio. And that's why I have that really bad copy of that from eons ago. The old speech coach that I remember. Jesus, I know. You know, you are a very young man. You probably, uh, do you, are you married? I did get married about a month ago. Oh, really? And she's probably a very young lady. Uh, well, that's a stupid question. <laughs> How's the little woman? Yeah, and how's the wife, too? Right. 
But anyway, she's a nice list. Yes. Okay, back to, what is your favorite alternative song? God, I would say Dave Brubeck's Take Five. Dave Brubeck's Take Five. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a lot of weird requests tonight, so I might not be able to find that, but I'll try. I'll be listening. Okay, well, thank you, uh, 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 and I forgot all of your names all at once. Uh, Mr. Namely. Tom Anderson. Tom Anderson. Uh, Ross Miller. Ross Miller. And Tony. Tony Cypher, yes. Thank you, and have a great Halloween. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. The most, the most incredible thing happened just now. I I thought I wouldn't be able to find Dave Brubeck to take five. You know, it, I, I don't know, because, you know, KCSB has a wide variety of, of records. They really do, but I think... Sometimes I don't have them, but this is this is score one for uh, for KCSB. Here it is. Take five. Little Brubeck. Oh my God! The bottom of the charts. Pretty good songs that never made it on the radio because people didn't think they were worth. But you know what? They come back up, and people start playing them, and it's like, oh, where'd that come from? Uh, let oh. us play something for you on the segment, the Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. <laughs> Bands that sent me their emails promoting their new music. I thought I would play them for you, and you can tell me what you think. The first one came from Logan Richard. Uh, this says, Unrequ- Hi Mike, Unrequited Love Blues is my new duet with Moira and Claire about two people who love each other but no, don't know that the other person feels the way that they do. We were inspired by the tragic idea of Unrequited Love that it will never be anything more. Co-producer Colin Buchanan transformed the soft acoustic demo into a pop ho- uh, bop. The subject matter is rather bleak and sad, but this song makes me feel the opposite. I can't help but groove along as I listen. Here is Unrequited Love Blues by Moira and Claire. Unrequited Love Blues. We can only play a little bit or we'll get dinged by YouTube. Dang YouTube. Song number two is from Gene. J-E-E-N. Hey Mike, can you stay another minute? Sit me on the couch. Talk to me until I pass out. So What is the fourth and final single off my next LP. It's an alt-pop song about never-ending uphill battles and wishing you could freeze time to stay with someone you can't get enough of. I wrote this track in 2022 after a relentless couple of years. Here is Gene, J-E-E-N, and the song So What. I can't play much more of it, but that's Gene, J-E-E-N. And so what? And the last song is from the Jesus and Mary Jane. They share a new single, Chemical Animal. 
It is from the new LP Glasgow Eyes. They return with their jam cod established a fresh wave of momentum ahead of the March 8th release of their new album, bringing long-term fans back into the fold and introducing their influential sound to a whole new audience. Here is a little bit of the song called Chemical Animal. chain he's not singing there what what's his voice sound like all right there's a little bit of that for you so which song did you like best out of the three did you like the logan richard or moira and claire is actually what that is uh gene j-e-e-n or Jesus and Mary Chain. You can call me at this number. Call Mike at the Cafe Anyway hotline. Area code 510-228-4640. Will you shut up? Liberty Nation Freedom Foam for All. And with more ways to reach me, here is A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.